The John Schneider Show on Wyman and Bob every Thursday until draft day with Seahawks president of football operations, John Schneider. We are live at the Virginia Mason Athletic Center. It's Wyman and Bob, Seattle Sports on 710, and we're still waiting for John Schneider to come in. He misses his open. He misses his grand open, his grand entrance with his new title in there even, president of football operations and general manager. wonder if he had to get new business cards. (laughs) <laughs> bigger ones do He's they got carry business cards anymore does anybody do that i don't know remember uh jp was telling us uh that um was it otani's agent but, but there's a way of pres- in japan of presenting your business card oh yeah you have to hold it with two hands <laughs> two fingers dainty whatever. little fingers and and do all that okay yeah i'm not i'm not aware of that i you're right, though. Business cards maybe maybe they are a thing of the past. I don't, I don't really know how that works. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see if he's got some new ones, and maybe he'll give us one. Here he is walking into the room right now. He missed his open. We had a brand new open. It's 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 stellar. It, it gives you the proper amount of uh, pop for you for a man of your stature, man of your man of your caliber. The great John Schneider is with us. How are you, man? How we doing, football fans? We're we're doing good. We're doing good. Yeah. Excited to do this again. What have you been up to, by the way? Nothing. Not much. Is this really loud? Uh, yeah, not much. How about you? Just tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like twice as much work? Is it three times as much work? I mean, you're a busy man right now. Well, I was just telling Dave before we came down here, you know, we're in our draft meetings already. Started on Tuesday. Wow. And I literally feel like, uh, you know, we just got off the plane in Arizona that night and the three of us went across the street and had a beer when we landed and, mm-hmm. and that's just been we've just been going non-stop since then what what's the biggest change for you now not that, that you... I drink beer that was you too I was just having the yeah, you're water having, you're having yeah. a lemonade or whatever yes. but, and, I mean, yes. forget what, about but it. in terms of your GM and now your president of football operations we we know the title change but what yeah so no movie was... lines I have a new title we can't do movie lines anymore that yes. comes from Pearson doesn't it you, you, you no, put the yeah, kibosh on it yeah we're, no movie lines <laughs> no but what what what, what do you do now that you didn't do before honestly it's just an accountability with the coaches right so now the coaches report to me and in the past that that just wasn't the case the coaches reported to Pete Carroll and and uh, the two of us reported ownership and now uh coaching reports up through us and uh you know it, it it's something that you know probably shoot six seven years ago we did contractually uh just because you don't know um you know when if if or when pete was going to retire you know so um yeah it was really just a contractual deal so if if uh you know if pete was not going to be here at a certain time it was just like this automatic kick in and and uh so here we go so when did Mike McDonald, our new head coach, show up on your radar? When when was it that you started to really notice something about him? Kind of take us through from that until, you know, you had to, to wait a little bit to, to hire him for the AFC, AFC championship game. Well, I think the first thing was going to Michigan, you know, when, when the news was going on there that, you know, there was somebody, you know, linebacker coach with the Ravens going to work, you know, the brothers, like, felt like they are like, swapping. Yeah you know, teammates or something, but, uh, you know, coaches. Uh, yeah, so that then was like, okay, who, who is this guy? And, you know, we're doing what we do. We're always trying to be on it and see, like, what's going on around around uh, the world of football, whether it be college football or XFL, USFL, and, you know, obviously the pros. So, uh, yeah, that's first that, – that was probably, like, the first time I was like, okay, who, who is this guy? And, yeah, that was that – was, Who kind of brought him to your attention? Or well, I think – like, on your own. I don't know, uh, CBS 
yeah. sports or I don't know, whoever reported the Michigan thing. I don't know. I was kind of like, wow, this is cool, this guy's. And then, you know, going back to, you know, then he goes back to the Ravens and they have all the success. And then I think, obviously, when we played there this year, it was really rough. That was a, real, that was a very rough day. And, uh, you know, uh, there aren't a lot of players that, that are kind of like, you know, who, who's, who's the coordinator over there? Like, what was that all about? And so I talked to a couple guys after the game that were like, that was, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. And what just happened. And Mike's talked about it too. Like, you know, we want to play with, so it looks like there's 14 players on the field and, you know, it felt like 14 players that day. Yeah. Hey, Dave and I were speculating, you know, what it was like as you were going around talking to all these coaches and doing these interviews. And we were like, all right, maybe he's got like a set of, I don't know, 10, 15 questions that he asks every single coach. And then you've got a set of unique questions based on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Is that close at all? Sure, it is. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. You, you have a you have a set criteria based on you know what you want to get out of the interview. I was really proud of our process. I thought everybody that was involved did a great job. We wanted to include everybody in the building as much as we could. So having the having the candidates come here was a big deal for us, so that they could experience the all the horsepower in this building, and uh, you know they could experience the kitchen, they could experience sports science, they could experience. Uh, you know the analytics group and the trainers and straight, you know just the whole uh, the whole group. You see, I left uh, PR out of that day. If you see yeah. that, you catch that one. Yeah, <laughs> nicely done. Yeah, thanks. He looks confused. He's falling asleep over there. Christian's asleep. Yeah. He yeah. thought that was hilarious. No, but uh, no, just uh, yeah. But having having a you know we have a standard set of questions we used uh, you know with our, our 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 first round of interviews with the zooms and then uh, when we brought the guys in, same thing. We, you know we adhered to the, all the all the regulations of the National Football League, and uh, Mike was a little different with his first interview because we weren't able to speak with him yet. So all the background research that we did, and then being able to speak to the teams that had it, had the opportunity to interview him that week, uh, you know, all our relationships around the league really helped out as well in terms of how they felt about him, uh, what what the what their interview process was like, and and uh, so they were. You know, thankfully, they were willing to share a lot of information. And, and uh, when we met with Mike in person, we've talked about uh, quarterbacks, you know, uh, shifting a room and uh, tilting the field. And he, he, he did that as soon as he uh, hmm. as soon as as soon as we started interviewing, it was cl- it was crisp. It was clear. It was fun. Um, yeah, he, he uh, knocked it out of the park. It was about an hour and 20 minutes and it felt like 20 minutes. Wow. And that was just the first part. That was before he had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about um, hiring the assistants? How did that process go? How involved? Are you totally involved in that, or are you guys collaborating? Yeah, yeah, very much collaboration. So he, you know, we agreed uh, that morning. uh, You know, I think it was a a Wednesday or a Thursday. And he came over, and, uh, you know, we had the building here. I think you guys have seen it. You know, everybody's. Everybody was out for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was awesome, you know. Uh you know, Bert was hugging up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was hugging up Steph. We, we were like, Okay, Bert, that's enough. <laughs> Let go. Let go. No, no, it's cool. You know, we had we had we had Bert, Chuck was there, we had everybody in the in the building was all there and welcome him and everything. And then uh we literally like walked through uh I think they grabbed Steph and they, you know, brought her on a tour. And we went upstairs with our group and and uh, got on his board and you know we had had our all, all of our uh, people that you know it's really like a draft process it really is yeah. all the people that we had we had been uh, talking to and and 
not talking to, but the coaches, you know, coaches that we had interviewed and their their guys and the guys that we had identified, and then obviously the people that Mike had identified as well. So we literally came through, went upstairs, we started doing that. We riffed on that for probably, shoot, I don't know, two and a half hours. And then, uh, you know, because you have to send out slips and permissions and from all these teams and, and adhere to all the, you know, the guidelines with, with uh, the league office. And uh, we ended up going and grabbing some lunch. And he was like, are we going to, are we going to sign a contract? Or are we just like going on a handshake here? <laughs> <laughs> just trust. Yeah, this just, is, yeah we're, we're in the nest. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's the trust, trust tree. It's the nest. The tree. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we were just we were, we were we ripped on that right away, and then um, actually, uh, you know, the first night when he was here, we had we had two Zoom interviews, and so yeah, my involvement is very much like support. I'm here, like this is your staff, you know, uh, to give the to give the opinions on on, on everybody that's that you know, again, all the horsepower that we have uh, in in uh, in the building, and in in you know, all of our contacts with the personnel department, all the scouts, everybody, you know, with, uh, in the pro personnel department and everything. And, and, uh, you know, help with that and obviously help philosophically. Like, you know, we know this about this guy, this about that guy, you know, and then these are the specific questions you may want to ask, or this is what you may want to think about. And that was both with both the coordinators. And then now that the coordinators are involved, it kind of, it's just easier, I think for, uh, those guys to and and obviously Leslie Fraser, who's amazing by the way, yeah. and just to be able to let those guys kind of go now and like you know make it feel like hey this is this is this is this is my staff and it's it's going to be a great staff. We're really excited about the group. I know that uh, I haven't had a chance to uh, see the press conference today, but uh, Dave said they did a great job, yeah. so I'm really excited about that. What what about just the I guess the inexperience at this level. Obviously, he's a first-time head coach, 36 years old, brings in Ryan Grubb, who hasn't coached at the NFL level. Dirty hasn't coached at this level. There's a lot of new. There's a lot of, yeah. uh, you know, we don't know what to expect kind of feel. Is that yeah, exciting or yeah, kind of apprehension, or how do you feel about that? No, I think there's a balance there. I think, you know, the first hiring of Coach Frazier is a big deal, right? So right. To, be with, to be with Mike and, and – uh, you know, Mike's self-awareness, he, he, he knew that, and he wanted that, and that was our that was our first hire. And, you know, just a great sounding board, tons of experience, tons of connections uh, over the years. And uh, Super Bowl Shuffle, by the way, he was on that. Did you know that? No. Leslie Frazier, yeah. Yeah, Super Bowl Shuffle. No kidding. Yeah, Chicago. Okay. With the Bears? Yeah, with the Bears, yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, just his knowledge, and then, yeah, just, you know, the whole uh, – you know, seeing seeing the whole group now, like with I get it, the youth. But you know, you watch Coach Grubb. I mean, football is football, and you watch what they're doing—the first level, second level, third level, everything they're doing. And you know, they did this this past year and past two years, I guess. And uh, you know, he had an opportunity to go to uh, Alabama last year, I believe, and stayed uh, stayed here with uh, with Michael and the whole group and a super talented team. And you know, AD is a guy that's just really you know, obviously that's Mike's Mike's focus. Leslie's a defensive guy as well. Eighties, a guy that came highly, high rec- re- highly recommended by a number of different people that we interviewed, and so it was like, okay, this is a, this is going to be outstanding. And then he, he, again, he he crushed his interview. I'm sure you guys have seen. He's got a ton of ton of knowledge, ton of personality, clear thinking. Um, around corners is a big thing. Edges and around corners. Yeah, yeah, that edges, right yeah. Mm, chasing edges. Mm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's yeah. a new term. You know. He said, "I like knowing what's around the corner." Yeah, Something like looking around the yeah. corner. I like that. I, I'm going to start using that stuff a lot more. Yeah. Chasing edges. Yeah, the only thing heard is, that one a bunch. The only thing is he talks funny, but other than yeah. that, that was see. Sometimes I, the English accent, I can't. 
Yeah. Can't understand. Need, can we I'll get let you go there. Walking subtitles for Dave. <laughs> we'll get somebody holding up a card. No, I just I remember uh, when he was on on Hard Knocks. Uh, I think with the Cowboys. But, okay. But you you said that you and Mike McDonald knew a lot of the same people, right? Yes. And so, did, how much did that help? And you know, a ton. Just, yeah, it really did. Yeah. Was it like did on, I on pretty much every team, or you know, what what kind of guys? I mean, is that kind of how you like I know that guy uh that's how I evaluate him and you know what's your evaluation and they match up and there you go yeah I think it's a great question it's 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 again the relationships over the years and people and uh you know I had a number of people that, that reached out um to me and were like hey I could see the two of you guys you know after the interview process you know, like, uh, I can't mention teams, sorry, but, yeah. you know, teams that, you know, whether it was guys that had worked in Baltimore, they're at different places now, or we're at Michigan, or uh, Georgia, or, uh, you know, and then the teams that, that, that were looking for uh, head coaches and going through the interview process and were able to interview Mike in that first window, uh, you know, a couple of those teams went offense and, uh, you know, may have gone in a little bit of a different direction, but everybody was, uh, I, again, I had several people just reach out unsolicited and uh you know knew that we were still going through the process and then that we were about we were about a week late you know or we not late behind i guess the other the other clubs and uh we're like i think you can be really impressed with this guy and and i could see your personalities uh really gelling together well well one of the things we were talking about is a whole new staff i mean you're basically starting from scratch and we don't know what's going to happen in the draft. We'll see what the team looks like on the roster. Well, you guys know what's going to happen in the draft, right? I mean, well, you're going to tell us. You guys that, that, that was our that next out. question. Who are you going to draft? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no. <laughs> uh, but my my feeling is, hey, this is a defensive mind in McDonald. I mean, what they did in Baltimore was was ridiculous defensively. Yeah. That's where this team really struggled last year. So. I feel like there should be some market improvement on defense just with his his approach and mindset to it. And if the offense can even just maintain what they were, this should be a better team than they were last year, whereas Dave feels like, well, maybe everything new causes a step back before there's a step forward. How do you view it? Yeah, I don't I don't feel, you know, like a step back. I think, you know, when you have all these, these new ideas and, and this, like, you know, attitudes, the, the challenge for us, not attitudes, uh, um, philosophies, right? Uh, ways to teach, uh, schematics, what, what have you? All, all the, all the, all the, like kind of coach speaking, you know, football talk that goes into this. All the football knowledge. All, I think it's going to be, you know, everybody coming together. Of course, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for everybody to get to know each other and that sort of thing. But I think really, when you look at it, you know, it, 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 how can we like bring this together and really merge this as quickly as we possibly can? You know, we have. You know, uh, the coaches at this time of the year are usually going through, you know, getting ready for free agency. They're kind of getting some names for draft draft guys to study, right? So I'm sure there's going to be a little of anxiety from that point of view for the coaching staff. But, hey, look, it's like, hey, we got that right now. We'll get caught up with that later. Let's get this staff together. Let's, let's, let's build this continuity and, 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 and build this whole philosophy that we're going to be, you know, working through together. And then, then that will come together. Now, how fast that, like, you know, I think, I think based on the open lines of communication, the way it's gone so far, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see a lot of hindrances to, uh, you know, what would lead to success on, on the field. I don't, I don't look at it like, you know, and I have been through coaching changes. Mm -hmm. And so, 
you know, it's like, oh, you got to take stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel that. I, huh. I could see where people would think, well, you know, you know, the, you know people are going to have to adjust. Yeah, everybody's got to adjust, but everybody's got to adjust every year. And if you're not adjusting, you're falling behind. You were talking about how you wanted to get teachers, you know, guys, you know, that can. So, you know, with Mike McDonald, it just seems like we talked to his, uh, I think it was his high school football coach. Really? His first coaching job was coaching a freshman team. He was like, what? 19 or 20 mm-hmm. and they had six shutouts and they went seven and oh really? <laughs> yeah so i mean it's just this guy was just made to coach football it seems i totally like. knew that by the way yeah <laughs> that wasn't part of the background research sorry well, that's what no, sealed the deal our yeah. producer yeah. Our producer mike left awesome. got on it man that's cool yeah so but no it just seems like he just has a knack and like you you said you wanted teachers, you wanted guys that can explain the game. And then, you know, even the way he explained it, he was like, we have these concepts that you can master, and then we're going to fold in other, or maybe wrinkle, I, I can't remember the yeah. word he used. But that was that was pretty impressive. Yeah. And it just seems like this guy is just, and he's only 36 years old. Yeah, 36 going on 60, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I just that that was we interviewed a coach. It's a, a friend of mine. It was great. I said he's like I said you're really gonna like this guy. He's 36 with the maturity of a 60 year old. He goes, great. I'm turning 60 next month, and I feel like I'm have the maturity of a 36 year old. Yeah, he's like we're gonna be exactly. a great fit. Yeah. We're gonna be a great fit. No, the best teachers, you know, learn the learners, and so he's able to express his thoughts in a very clear, concise manner, and, and you could tell the type of teacher he is. And so I think you know when we even when we sat there that day, uh, the first time. Uh, when we when we we spent time together and interviewing him, you can you can feel a a very uh, like steely eyed seriousness. You can feel a big football brain, but you can all, also feel like a fun silliness, like a relatability. Mm-hmm. And a, and a, and he's got you can tell he's got an empathy level for people, so he can kind of dive into like how you're feeling and you know what you're what you're thinking and ask. He knows like the questions to ask back, hmm. which I think are, are is is really really important and. You know, obviously, you know, we're getting into, you know, different generations of of people and, and learners and, and how, how people are understanding the game. And, uh, you know, they've grown up, grown up playing Madden football and they look at the game differently than, you know, the three of us did growing up playing. And, and you know, I think it's uh, it's important that, that and we learned that, you know, it's one of the things we learned throughout the process, the way different people teach and uh, the different tools they use to teach these guys. One of the other things we were talking about, and and we got a ton of time to talk about the draft, but just you being in the position you're in now, how different is it going to be? I, because we, we yeah, I'm caught up. Yeah, no, I'm being, I'm getting caught up. You mean do I feel behind right well, now? No, 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 no. Uh, I, just in terms of before, you and Pete were a team, and, yeah. and it's hard from the outside to determine. All right, is that a John pick? Is that a Pete pick? Did they butt heads, or they're in in lockstep no, on this guy? Yeah, or, nothing's changed there. So it's so, going to be a Seahawk pick. Yeah. So it won't look any different to the fans on the outside now that you're not really sharing that duty the way you did before. I guess is the question. How, how, how different will it look? Yeah, see, I disagree with that. We always shared that duty. We never. We never felt like, okay, you know, it's my guy or your guy. You know what I mean? Like that—that that was never, you know, it—it's it, it, never—it was never like that. I heard something this morning where it was like, I, I think, forget what I was listening to, and they're we like, well, you know, Gino was was really Pete's guy or something. Like, nah, nah. Every time they come in the building, they're our guy. Right. Like that was—that's never a—that's never been an issue, and I don't see that going forward at all. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, you you, you do have to like make a decision. Right. And so, you know, and 
Pete was, you, you know, while I understand what you're saying, like from a well, now you know, the c- buck stops c- contra- with you. contractual standpoint, yes. Now the buck, yes, you're right. And the difference there really truly is like, okay, well, you know, are we still making the best decision for this for the Seahawks? And that's like, that's what guides us all the time. And you're never ever, you guys have heard me at nauseous nauseam say this, like you're never ever going to give a coaching staff a player that they don't want. Otherwise, they're not going to teach him. They're not going to invest in him. And that's just that's that's just human nature, I think. You know, it's like, are you not listening to me? You know what I mean? Are you yeah. not? Do you not understand my point of view on this player? And if not, Pete was great at saying, "Hey, let's let's you know let's sit down and study it again, or let's let's figure it back out, or figure it out again, or like let's start fresh." Or I would do it with him. Mm-hmm. You know, the same way. Like, hey, Pete, you're not seeing this right. And he'd be like, Hey, Johnny, we gotta. We gotta go back and do another deep dive. We'd say all the time, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm so done with deep dives right now, brother. Like, how much deeper can we possibly go? But okay, we'll go for it. And and we always would. And we figured stuff out. And and I've I've said the same thing to to Mike as well. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're gonna figure this stuff out, and it's gonna be what's best for the for the for the Seahawks, no matter what. Hey, so you got a Harbaugh here. I thought he said one of the better things today in the press conference Jay did. He, he said, you know, he saw how rich his grandfather and his father and his uncle, how rich their lives were, you know, being in football. Yeah. And what a what a cool industry it is and, and all that. But uh, tell us a little bit about Ryan Grubb and, and that process of getting him hired. Oh, yeah. went. Yeah, what's the movie line? Look at the big brain, brain on Bob. Yeah, that's what, that's what you feel like. That's what, that's what you feel like with him. Yeah, really. You're like, whoa, okay, this guy's this guy's got it going on. He's he's uh, no like real active brain, real quick, you know, uh, extremely intelligent. Uh, you know, knows what he wants, but has 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 really come up like kind of like that Midwest Iowa, like self-made you know figured things out at different levels one where he's ever wherever he's been uh really been able to like you know figure out what he has to work with and then like we like i said earlier football is football and he just has like literally worked through it so you know people have said in in you know here at washington well you know they don't run the ball well actually their time of possession was massive and yeah they did run the ball pretty damn well yeah and and by the way they have like you know five guys that, you know, could play receiver in the National Football League or something crazy like that, you know. So they were using their tools. Like, you would, you, we'd be questioning them if they didn't use their tools that right. way, right? So, yeah, no, he, he, he's really impressive. And, uh, you know, um, Coach DeBoer was, was, was awesome with us through this process, and we appreciate his patience and everything too. So, uh, yeah, those three guys were, were, were really excited about getting those guys on board and moving forward. By the way, that's Pulp Fiction, Big Brain on Brad. Big yeah. Brenham, Brad, not Bob. Okay, you're yeah. Bob. I'm Brad, Bob. Right? Yeah, good yeah, to meet cool. you. Well, we uh, haven't we haven't been on here in a while. We haven't done this. So. Yeah, yeah, it, is oh, it was a good. Yeah. It was a good first show. How, how do you good feel one. about season two of the John Schneider show? I'm fired up. Yeah, yeah. We thought we were going to talk about roster construction next. Are we we got weeks. we got to do it exactly like the Chiefs. No, did. who are you going to draft? I thought we were, I thought we were talking question. about that. We're doing just like the Chiefs did. Oh, you mean having the best quarterback in the league? And then yeah, why don't you? Yeah, just they go don't get sign the best. any receivers or they don't try. <laughs> well, they just threw the ball at Kelsey to finish the game and Rice. And yeah, I yeah. thought we were going to talk about roster construction. No. <laughs> we no, we, okay. we got next plenty time. of time. We'll okay. get into all next that. next time. We appreciate you, man. This is going to be yeah. fun. That went fast. Yeah. See, that's a sign it was. I see you later, Brad. All right, thanks, Phil. <laughs> All right, see you guys. There you go. There's right, John buddy. Schneider, Appreciate president you. of football operations and general manager of your Seattle Seahawks. We'll come back, weigh in on what we heard from John. Coming up next with Wyman and Bob, this is Seattle Sports on 710.
Wyman and Bob. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. Our thanks to uh, President of Football Operations and General Manager John Schneider, who joined us in the previous segment. If you guys missed that conversation, you can find it on the podcast page after the show at seattlesports.com. Good to catch up with John again. And he's he, he's he's got a contagious uh, uh, energy to him. And he's he's he always had it. He seems like he's even more excited now that it's his it's kind of his baby. You know, kind of talking through the coaching process, which is, and you and I were right, by the way. They did have a set of questions that were standard for every single candidate, and then they would ask questions that were specific to those candidates. Yeah. So, yeah, just interesting to hear about that process and everything that's that's led up to this fielding of an entirely new staff out there. Well, it's just it's just such a big deal, man. I mean, I, I get that. You know, the draft is is probably the, the biggest thing. You know, that's where you acquire your talent. But there's all there's another way to get talent. You can, you know, go on the free agency market and things like that. But getting the coaches, man, and it, it's just such a big event here because it's been 14 years. I mean, we've seen a couple guys here and there. Different coordinators. Tom Cable, yeah. Yeah, you know, Chris Richard, you saw yeah. Clint Hurd, we saw Bevel, we saw Shane Waldron. So, yeah, within there, there's been that movement. But just in terms of the, the, the power thing. structure. Sure, Pete and John. It was always in Pete and John we trust. Yep, and that was the constant, Pete and John. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think, and look, I, I uh, I'm not being negative, but you know, that's there's a lot going on, right? I mean, this transition to be able to to you know focus and get everybody on the same page, mm-hmm. and this is our new standard. You know, the the only thing I'd say about that is the that you know you've got. A, a big, you know, number of guys coming in every year that are that are new to it, and so it's not like, you know, it's this team has been together for for ten years or anything. It's just a lot of you know the the teaching is totally going to be different. Um, you know, maybe the the way that they do certain things that are you know just take a little while to get used to. I was talking about when uh, when I went to Denver, it took me like maybe ten days to get the you know, the lingo down, mm-hmm. whatever they used for, you know, how they communicated. So, you know, you said, I think, wait, red means right. Yeah. And Larry means left. Okay. I'll work <laughs> Any, on that. Anything that starts, you know, and that confuses the hell out of them. They don't know what's going on. No, they do. Uh, so yeah, the, I, that's part of it just takes a little while and they got OTAs coming up, but you know, he said this was his, his first, draft meeting that they're they're mm-hmm. having here and and we'll, and we'll as the weeks go on again john's going to be with us every thursday we'll be out here we'll talk as the draft approaches we'll talk more about the draft and everything but this yeah. is about covering everything that's gone on since last we spoke which has been a coaching change a regime change his title has changed his responsibilities so uh the one thing that stood out to me though is that which i like you know is that he doesn't seem to anticipate any sort of step back he's like hey we've Change coaches before I've been a part of coaching changes. I think is how he put it. And yeah, it's you know it's football and and, and sort of simplifying it. I don't know if it is as simple as that, but you know you said it took you ten days to get the lingo down. You have new guys every year, so no matter what your coaching system is, it's new to them. They have to learn it. So yeah, I you know I don't know. I don't, it, we'll find out how much of an impediment it is, or oh, man, it's taking me a long time to get this dialed in, or is it going to make sense to people right out of the gate, veterans and rookies? Well, and I, I like that he went out with the, 
you know, the mission of getting teachers, yeah. guys that can explain things really well. And I, I'm sure that's what he got, you know, when he was firing all his, his questions at Mike McDonald. So, um, you know, the, the other thing is with Gino, I mean, I just had so many questions about the coaches. I think it's a huge deal that, you know, the Gino news is well, felt yeah. obvious. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we talked about it all week that he's, he's not, you don't have an option outside of him unless yeah. there's one that, we're not aware of that they're talking about a trade with some team that's not even being reported because right now your 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 replacements are Drew Locke if you re-sign him. It's Gardner Minshew who's a free agent. It's Tyler Huntley who's a free agent. It's uh who was the other one we were throwing out there? There were three guys we were comparing that don't really stack up to him, you know, in terms of what he's produced on the field. You don't have an obvious replacement. So by football standards, his pay is low for a starting quarterback. So the idea that they were somehow going to go, we need to save money, so let's get him out of here and sign a cheaper guy who may not be as good, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So this felt a very obvious move. You knew it was going to happen. Well, I'm, you might say that you're looking at what they're paying, Gino, that it's kind of a bargain, really. Yeah. I mean, he's like know. 18th, I believe, in, in starting quarterback salary. Yeah, in salary, right in the middle. And, you know, a lot of his stats were that way. But today, Ryan Grubb talked a lot about his accuracy. And, you know, like I was saying earlier in the show, I, to me, interceptions kind of go hand in hand with that because it's about decision making. Right. And but his accuracy has been really good. And he you know, he had the numbers. He's like just a little before uh, a little below 70 percent in 2022. This last year he was at 69 or whatever it was, 70, 67 point six percent. He had all the numbers down. And so you can tell that um, that it act, that he he really knows Gino and mm-hmm. likes him. You know, so, uh, but uh, yeah, I just thought that there, that was so interesting, you know, how you went about getting all these coaches and bringing them together. And I don't know, it sounds, it seems very hard to me, but it sounded like for John, it was easy <laughs> the way he made it sound. It's like, yeah. Well, it seems like he loves it. Yeah. Loves having those conversations with guys. And it sounds like McDonald was a, was a match right out of the gate. You know, they talked for an hour and 20 minutes and it felt like 20 minutes and that they just clicked right out of the gate. So, uh, you know, he got his guy, and, and he's he's got to attach his, his reputation, his name to it, right? This is his first time making this choice on his own. So there's there's a lot on the line for John in this situation, and, and sounds like he got the guy he wanted, he felt mo- most comfortable with. And, and I like that it's a, a defensive mind. Again, we mm-hmm. talked about this earlier, and, you know, the coordinators met with the media today, you know, uh, at a at dirty – Dirty. I was trying to. I was about to call him Dirty, uh, but it's Dirty. Dirty. Uh, we talked about the fact that I feel like he's got a bit of a softer landing because McDonald is going to be the one responsible for the defense in terms of making the calls. So he gets to kind of maybe baby step more than Grub does. Grub comes in. Here you go. Yeah, I kind of thought that was going to be Leslie Frazier's role that you know he would kind of assist him as far as being a defensive coordinator and not really hire one, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, that was that was kind of a shock to me. I'm I'm curious what they're going to have uh, Leslie Frazier do. By the way, little nugget there that John dropped on us that he was in the the Super Bowl shuffle. Oh, the video, video. with the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. I mean, I was. I think he's 64 years old. So yeah, that's about right. That was 1985, I think. Yeah, that was the '85 Bears yeah. Super Bowl shuffle. I remember seeing that video and just going, "My goodness, is this cheesy." 
This yeah. is just – people can go find it on YouTube. It's awful. Right. But, uh, yeah, it would be funny to see Leslie Frazier dancing around in a football <laughs> uniform with those guys out there. So uh, you guys can text in 866-979-3776, powered by Mac and Jacks. Brilliant company. Again, we'll talk to John every Thursday between now and – and April 25th, the first night of the NFL draft. We'll talk to him that night as well. Meanwhile, how did Ryan Grubb and uh, Adam Dirty end up in Seattle? We're going to hear about that from both of them when we sweep the dial. Coming up with Wyman and Bob, this is Seattle Sports on 710. Scanning the airwaves for the most interesting and entertaining stories of the day. Sweeping the dial. Every afternoon at 445 with Wyman and Bob. We heard from Ryan Grubb today for the first time since he was hired as the Seahawks offensive coordinator. And uh, today he explained his connection to Mike McDonald and how that journey to him kind of started to happen. All this that took place over this past year. Um, I think the most important thing to note on that is, uh, you know, I met Mike uh, about a year ago, started building a relationship uh, and, you know, not with any necessarily end in mind, but just just how the process goes in the football world. And. I got to know him throughout, uh, you know, a couple different conversations and just kind of built that relationship over time and, you know, kind of knew that potentially there'd be an opportunity like this down the line. Didn't necessarily think it happened the very first year, but um, that was really the, the first part and just stayed in communication as, you know, Mike obviously had a great season um, as a coordinator for the Ravens and, you know, knew that his name would come up in some search opportunities and, you know, luckily for me, uh, he ended right here in Seattle. Luckily for him, very convenient. Yeah, gets to stay in a place he's very familiar with and comfortable. Yeah, it's interesting. He, he was saying also one of his quotes was, "You know, it's never a perfect time as far as timing goes. You know, because I think he was down in Alabama, and then he was. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he's saying, you know, we're getting pictures of him at Dino's, which is a major code violation." Don't ever take pictures at Dino's and tweet them out or whatever. I, You know what? That's one I, I, for whatever reason, I didn't really look into. I'd heard people talking. Was it a yeah. fan that did that or I was it a reporter? Know. Whoever or? it is should be ashamed of themselves. A fan, I can't blame a fan, though. I mean, what are they going to be like? I just saw the GM or, yeah. I don't I mean, I don't know who did. I didn't follow it's a, it, like it's I a said. code, bro. Is it? Is Come it? on, bro. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. My bad. But My bad, bro. He was, I, I was interested to hear, like, the... <laughs> The big brain comment. I mean, yeah. he's obviously joking around, but anytime he can pull a movie line out, yeah. he, likes, <laughs> he likes that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's it's some of the things that he said. And, you know, he talked about – I thought he was the best interview. He was, you know, talking about Gino and how much he loved him and, you know, just um, you know, loves football. And the guy lives and breathes it. And I think that's pretty much – you know, the other thing, I said this earlier, but he was talking about how you got guys that this is their job. That's yeah. all they do. They get paid to do this. You got all day with them. So, you know, with the, as far as the whole teaching element goes, I know that he'll love having that extra time. Sweeping the dial. Well, he said just call him AD, so that will be easier. We won't uh, screw up his name. Don't have to worry about saying Dirty, Dirty, Aden, <laughs> Aiden. It's just, it's AD. So AD, AD. the Seahawks' new defensive coordinator, uh, talked today about how a guy from England got into this type of football. In England, it was like, when I was young, it was like on terrestrial TV. So it was on a channel that was on at a certain time on Sundays, and I just kind of liked it. And it was random. There was a kid in my street that liked it, and... My mum bought us a football and we started playing and then I found a team and kind of 
never an expectation to go where I've gone, but I just fell in love with the sport and kind of ignited from there, and that's how I found it. Dave's looking for subtitles what did right he say? now. <laughs> Dave's looking for subtitles. I'd ask you to play it again, but I, I wouldn't be able to understand it. It says, no. stop clicking your pen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Matt. It was kind of interesting to see uh, how, you know, hear about how he uh, he got into it. And obviously soccer is huge over there, but uh, that's what they call be, football, Dave. Yeah, they call that football. It's not. It's really not. But yeah, I think he'll, he'll be really interesting. He was probably the one that was like, yeah, I've only been here a day and a half and didn't really go deep into how they got a hold of him and it was just mainly the connection with dan quinn basically mm -hmm. you know but um yeah it's just it's kind of like okay well go get him i mean that was again i like hearing all the things about ryan grubb and just you know how he's just a football wizard and he you know seems to have everything together his life put together you mentioned you know he's gotten established here and everything like that you know i want to yeah, I would, I would be, you know, I just, I think it's a good fit as far as like if you had the two coordinators, um, one guy sounds like maybe he's kind of raw and fresh and, and all that. You pretty much have your defensive coordinator here already. That's Mike McDonald. Plus these guys so, are going through it together. You know, they're, they're yeah. kind of experiencing th at this level together for the first time. So yeah. you, you got to think that kind of helps. You know, that, that, hey, wow, did you see that? Uh, so they do it this way here. This is how I used to do it. Mm -hmm. It's somebody you can sort of relate to who's going through the same learning process. Sweeping the dial. Well, we got some good insight on uh, J.J. McCarthy and what might make him a pretty good pro quarterback. Joel Klatt yesterday on his own podcast kind of this feeling that J.J. McCarthy may end up in Seattle. Here's what's interesting about this is that now Ryan Grubb is the new offensive coordinator for Mike McDonald. So there's going to be a lot of people that are like, well, the Michael Penix fit is just going to fit too much. But this is still Mike McDonald's call. Mike McDonald, the head coach, is not going to want to play offense necessarily like Washington did. They're not going to try to throw it all over the lot. I just don't think that that's the case. Mike's going to be trying to put the philosophy and the, the organizational structure in place just like Michigan and just like Baltimore. What better quarterback to do that than the guy that just succeeded at the highest end, went 15-0 last year, won a national championship, J.J. McCarthy. I like J.J. McCarthy to the Seahawks. Gosh, that would be great. What, what was your take on it? I've said a number of times, you know, listen, I'm, I, I'm going off of what I saw in the national title game. And he made some great decisions. He had some really big scrambles. In terms of throwing the ball, I wasn't blown away in that game. I understand that's not even a fair assessment because it's one game. I didn't watch their whole season. I saw their highlights. So you look at his numbers, it looks good. you know. But in that particular game on the biggest stage, I was, he didn't seem overly accurate to me. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't come out of that game going, man, this McCarthy kid, I tell you what, at the next level. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I, did, I just didn't have that feeling. What was your takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like he, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, he <laughs> might be a stud. Maybe. I'm, <laughs> I just looked at his numbers, though, before I answered that question. I'm like, man, he was 72.3% his, uh, his last year. What do you do in that game? Do you have the game by game? Uh, let's see. I don't think so. But, yeah, you look at his numbers. Um, he, he threw 22 touchdowns, only four interceptions his senior year. I mean, 22 total for the season? Touchdowns? Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's not like you're, you're lighting it up, but I mean, what did they play in? 15 games. So yeah, it's, but the interceptions, I mean, to me, the, the percentage, completion percentage, and he went up every year. He went 57, 64, 72%. So, you know, and I, I was talking to Bump, and, you know, Bump's an offensive minded coach, coaches uh, a lot, and he was talking about McCarthy and how, like, he does all these uh, different things to, there's something about throwing left handed or something, trying to, you know, open up the other side of his brain and does all these, you know, exercises and everything to get better. And yeah, I mean, you might, you never know what's going to happen. I just feel like this year, I feel, I really trust John's instincts and I I feel like whoever he picks, I'm, I'm going to be happy because I'll know that I think it's pretty much just him. Right. Yeah. And, and listen, if they go with him, I'm going to be like, Awesome. You got your yeah. guy. That's the guy you wanted. That's, you know, they're watching every aspect. I'm just going out in the final game. He was in the in the title game. He was 10 of 18 for 140 yards. Mm-hmm. I, so I walked away going, eh, okay. Yeah, they won. Their de- I was much more impressed with their defense. Yeah. You know, they did a nice job defensively. But him, he had, as I said, some nice scrambles in terms of throwing the ball. That was the first full game I had watched of him. So I, I admit it's very limited in terms yeah. of forming an opinion. But yeah, so if they if he ends up, I'd be surprised if they if they went with him at sixteen if he's available. You know, some of those mocks had him going at twelve. Uh, Baumgartner had him going to the Broncos at twelve. So obviously, there's a there's a much higher opinion of him out there. So far, we've seen McCarthy. We've seen that verse kid from Florida yeah. State. We've seen an offensive tackle, um, the kid from Oregon. Yeah. Um, we've seen somebody else too there's uh, there'll, there'll be about another 75 yeah well c- certainly after the workouts and the combine that'll all change so all right there you go sweeping the dial is powered by seattle university men's basketball coming up what will the adjustment process be like for ryan grubb as he makes that jump from college to the nfl we'll get into that next with wyman and bob live from the virginia mason athletic center this is seattle sports on 710